Beating earnings is as easy as saying your ABCs on this technology edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly here at Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. It is Friday, October 23rd, 2015, and joining me today is the objectively awesome Dylan Lewis. I'm glad you went with objectively awesome, because it was... I had another <laughs> option lined up. Yeah, I had heard some of the other ones pre-shooting, and I was you, you endeared so yourself about it. to me before we went into studio, so I was like, oh, I'll be nice. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um, so, Dylan, uh, I gotta ask you, as I understand it, the Motley Fool, a few employees, had a little bit of a flag football game last night. Yeah, we had the annual uh, fifth floor versus fourth and first floor oh, head-to-head God. matchup. Oh, so, no. Uh, and it's, it's usually fifth that wins. So, last year, yeah. Uh, yeah, last year fifth won, but the thing is, like, we move around so much here at HQ right. that... It, we used to be fourth floor guys. We were fourth floor last year, yeah, when the game was played, and so... Uh, fifth floor, which is where editorial is, uh, a lot of people that work Marketing, on the like some of the back end services, uh, you know, on the business side, um, handed it to the fourth and first floors, which is oh. where Motley Fool Wealth Management oh. is, and where all of our investing team sits, and where accounting Dylan. is. Um, it was like fifty six to seven, something like that, and. Uh, Huge you shout out. You drank heavily afterward, I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Drink to forget. Uh, huge shout out to Austin Morgan, our the guy who puts together our industry focus shows. Austin's waving everybody. Who, Those who, of you that can't see. In his first appearance in a full football game, just chucked it all over the field at quarterback and tore up the fourth and first floor defense. You uh, you got a ring for that? He got a huge trophy. Really? Yeah. I don't Can know, I see this later? I don't know. Where, Austin? I don't know what he's doing with it. It, it should be on his desk somewhere. That's um, awesome. But Hold it, it up, Austin. Shockingly Hold up the heavy. Uh, it's like a 20-pound trophy. Oh. Where does the fool get a twenty pound trophy? Oh, does it get handed off each year? Yeah, is it yeah. okay? All so right. it's uh, like the Stanley Cup. So it's Mark Reith's doing. Yeah. I'm sure. Naturally, yeah. Uh, did you have any memorable plays? Uh, you know, I caught a couple bombs from Austin. A uh, couple interceptions, but it was a team effort. Couple interceptions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Good for well, you. the the fourth and first floor could not throw the ball very well. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> but moving on, uh, we yeah. I guess we'll actually talk some tech today. I like that you went technology. Like the full, I, I, I'm, nice. in an, I'm in an, an enunciation kind of mood today. Yes, clearly. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, <laughs> so before we dig into Google's earnings, which you know obviously is going to have just a plethora of Sesame Street jokes that come along with it. Yes. Um, Amazon crushed it. Amazon absolutely destroyed it. Uh, I was uh, I was in Houston this uh-huh. week uh, meeting some oil execs. For those of you that uh, want to hear about this trip, tune in to next week's uh, uh, Energy Edition show on Thursday. It's going to be. I have good stories. Yeah. Um, you know, the earnings came out. I was, you know, sitting at the hotel that morning, just big wry smile cracked across <laughs> my face. I was like, damn it, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Happy to be a shareholder, uh, I'm sure, for a lot of fools. Uh, but yeah, revenue of $25.4 billion, up 23% year over year, and up 30% if you exclude some of the unfavorable impacts from some foreign exchange uh, on the currency side. That darn dollar. Yeah, net income $79 million or $0.17 cents per share. Uh, which is up from a loss of uh, 95 cents per share during the third quarter of 2014. Uh, and of course, well, a- hold, hold on, Dylan. Did, does that say net income? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Analysts were expecting a loss of 13 cents per share and revenue of uh, about like 24.9 billion. So they were way off. So they beat on both. And, wow. you know, it's, for them to be uh, net income positive is. A big deal. Shocking. <laughs> big deal. Not something that we're used to seeing from Amazon. Um, now, net income, as we both know, does not actually matter to a company like Amazon. Uh, so talking about operating income, cash flow. Yeah. 
So uh, operating income was well above prior guidance. Uh, came in at four hundred and six million, um, a swing of almost a billion over last year. Uh, I so, can't even whistle loud enough for that. That's yeah, like, yeah, shocking. And of course, you know the stock popped about ten percent after hours Naturally, in trading that's yesterday. What Amazon does. Yeah. Um, so just all in all, destroyed. Um, I think I know why. <laughs> Is it because of AWS? It's because of AWS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they. Um, you know, so they started breaking out Amazon Web Services. What? Uh, maybe two reports ago, yeah. something like that. You know, not long. Uh, so it's been less than a year that we've been able to track it. In fact, it. when they just started talking about it separately, yeah. the stock popped. The fact that they identified it as a business oh, segment and like mentioned it was like, oh, yeah, all right, this yeah, is great. Of course. Uh, so AWS just continues to grow. Um, revenue of around $2 billion, growing uh, 78% year over year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, real quick, just for our <laughs> listeners that may or may not be familiar, what is AWS in four sentences? Yeah, it's basically like the web hosting and like cloud aspect of their business, uh, server providing for other companies. Right. Know, they're providing uh, all the infrastructure for companies to run their tech. So they own a bunch scale. of servers in a warehouse, basically. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, how does guidance look? Guidance? Everybody, uh, you know, uh, Amazon has their what is it? They try to have their own Black Friday or something. Oh, I look forward to that at the end of the, yeah. know, next month. Amazon's, Amazon's retail day, the yeah. Amazon holiday they invented. No words. How brilliant is that? Uh, yeah, no, it's all good. Um, so, what do they say about the holidays? So, I thought there were two really cool notes from the PR uh, release that they had. Uh, one of them was they expect a record holiday season, which you know, okay. of course, gets you to perk up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Amazon expects revenue between $33.5 billion and $36.75 billion during the fourth quarter, which would be year-over-year growth of 14 to 25%, depending on where they land in that range. Beautiful. Impressive. Impressive, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, operating income expected to be somewhere between $80 million and $1.2 billion, um, compared to 59, uh, $590 million uh, in the fourth quarter of last year. So the high end of Amazon's guidance would be more than doubling uh, operating profit. Here we are. Which is pretty incredible. This guy. Yeah. And I think Well, they've got to pay for that new headquarters somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and and a lot of what's pushing this is um their AWS growth. Right. You know, I mean, so like what's going on in retail for them is huge. Uh and you know, like the kind of growth they're seeing on their platform is great. But um, you know, this insane stat that I saw was AWS accounts for about 8% of Amazon's revenue and roughly half of its profits. Oh, my God. So, to give you an idea of the kind of margin that they're working with, I mean, that's right. insane. And they're seeming like they're going to continue to grow it. I don't know how they snuck into it. I'm actually a happy uh, Prime member, and I actually save all my videos and photos of my son on um, – I just didn't want to be totally tied to Apple yeah. just for diversification's sake. Um, I cannot comment on their uh, AWS uh, commer- – uh, I'm sorry. Like the, uh, the B2B side the, of things. Yeah, the B2B yeah. side. But um, the value proposition is awesome. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like eight, six bucks a month or something. Good to go. All my photos are there. Yeah. And, and that's been the appeal for a long time for customers, right. right? You're like, oh, I'm getting this insane package of stuff. You know, I'm getting free two-day shipping. I'm getting all this media that's available to me. I'm getting I love cloud the shows storage. on Prime. The shows they're are good. great. Like, they're in terms of their original programming, it's really fantastic. Um, and so, for a long time, it's been like, okay, it's this great value proposition to customers. You can see how they're building up this huge, right. huge user base. Is it going to be a profitable business at some point? It is now. And now we're seeing it. Like, uh, you know, it's just incredible. What was this funny headline you were talking about earlier? Yeah, I, I loved uh, – there was a headline from Wire, uh, Wired, get used to Amazon being a profitable company. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> Which is, is it, funny given what we were saying about Amazon just a year ago. Yes, and I, I think it's a testament to how strong AWS is. Right. You know, uh, something we talked about before the show is e-commerce is a super low-margin business to be in. 
Right. You know, it, it's not something where you're going to be making a ton of money, uh, especially the way that they operate in e-commerce. Uh, and so the fact that they have this seemingly huge catalyst coming down the pike, and you know, it's already posted pretty great results for them, I think is super encouraging. Uh, makes me kick myself for not owning Amazon. <sighs> I hate Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, folks at home, Michael Douglas is sits next to us in editorial. You'll remember him from the healthcare he did healthcare, the healthcare show. show. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, he's a happy. He Amazon is well. Show. So is like half the office. Well, yeah. And anytime Amazon pops, yeah, pools are happy, including our founder David Gardner. Yes. Uh, well, before we move on, I wanted to point our listeners to the newly redesigned Focus.Fool.com. There you'll discover a special offer to join the Motley Fool's Stock Advisor newsletter for all industry-focused listeners. All loyal IF listeners have access to a special discount on Stock Advisor that works out to $129 for a full two-year subscription. Just go to Focus.Fool.com to take advantage of this offer and see Dylan and I's smiling mugs. Uh, once again, that is Focus.Fool.com. And uh, moving on to the big news of the day, Google backslash Alphabet slash, I don't know what they're calling themselves. ABCs, whatever you want to call them. ABC, one, two, three. Um, They reported after the close yesterday. Yep. Um, Stock's up, so I'm assuming it was good. Yeah, much like Amazon, we saw like a 10% pop on a already pretty solid company company that has been on a pretty good run for a long time. Uh, So they posted earnings of 735 a share on revenue of 1868 billion. For the quarter, good. Yeah, um, analysts expected seven twenty one per share on eighteen point five three billion in revenue. So, solid beat there. Right. Um, year over year revenue growth of thirteen uh, percent. Like we said, that's not white hot, but they're a huge companies. So yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, very favorable market reaction. Um, and I think just as a reminder to investors, this is the last report we will see uh, as Google as you know it. You know, like they will be moving forward uh, and reporting in the alphabet structure moving forward. Uh, now, for our listeners that may or may not be aware, why did they shake things up and I don't want to say cast away? They just made their their bread and butter business that was Google mm-hmm. a subsidiary of this alphabet thing. Why? Uh, a lot of it had to do with uh, providing all of these individual business segments more autonomy, and I think uh, having more focused management on those. Yeah. Um, so by shedding, like, kind of shedding off the responsibilities of Bryn and Page, um, and making Sundar Pichai the CEO of Google, right. uh, I think you wind up uh, a being able to retain talent and you know being able to promote people to executive level positions, which is huge in tech. Right. Uh, and so you know, for you know, I think the six or so business segments that are going to have dedicated executives, like that's great. Um, I think it also lets them kind of have a better blend of their businesses, and so it gives them someone that is looking at. The big picture for you know all six or so, right? Um, so there's that side of it. Um, I think another big reason that they're doing it is because it helps give Wall Street more clarity into their business. So, so it they, was basically just Google and all this other stuff. Yeah, like. and and so uh, you know rather than have some of these uh, you know maybe bottom line draining business segments dragging down overall reporting for things like Google, right? You're instead seeing Google's internet properties separate, and then you know, some of the life sciences, um, you know, their big bets type stuff yeah. um, being segmented out. So you can see what CapEx is going to be for that segment specifically. Um, so what are the the six segments that Google has? Yeah. So um, one of the coolest stats that I saw, sorry, maybe I'm misunderstanding your question here, but... Uh, I meant about the Google division. Okay. From now on, <laughs> Alphabet, Google, two separate things. Yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> um, so, they had to see this was coming. <laughs> yeah. So much confusion, right? Uh, so... Google has uh, six properties. So the internet side of the business has six properties with over a billion users. 
Wow. This was something that came out, uh, you know, when they were, you know, doing their reporting in the conference call. So search, Android, Maps, Chrome, YouTube, all were already in that club. Uh, Google Play just joined them. That is really surprising to me. Mm Mm-hmm. You're a play user, right? No, no, no I'm, a, okay. I'm an iOS guy. Okay, yeah. sorry. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it just a testament to how that entrenched is... they are, especially in mobile, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a, a big, uh, big thing for Google Play. Um, and are we witnessing the death of uh, desktop search? And what's going on? <laughs> I, I think we're getting there. Uh, you know, it's never going to die away, but like. Uh, you know, mobile search queries, this is something they talked about again in the conference call, now outnumbered those on desktop, uh, as well as for YouTube. Um, so they're seeing that both with, you know, like standard Google search as well as, you know, stuff that people are searching for YouTube. Um, so, drumroll, Google yes. made an announcement in yes. their quarterly report. They're doing something they've never done before. Yeah, and something that maybe we wouldn't have seen coming. You know, for, for all of the financial kind of like tidying up that they've done in the last couple months, uh, I was never expecting them to initiate a buyback anytime soon. Uh, now it's not huge, uh, as I understand it. It's <laughs> you're gonna just try to, over. You gonna, <laughs> no, no. You're you gonna try it. to read the number. <sighs> okay, five billion ninety nine million nineteen thousand five hundred thirteen dollars and fifty nine cents. <laughs> That's a big fifty nine cents, uh, Dylan. <laughs> What is the significance of this number? So 5.09901951514 is the square root of 26. And of course, there are 26 letters in the alphabet. So does that include <laughs> transaction costs, I wonder? I don't know. Probably not. Anyway. No, because that, that's, that's the headline number, right? It can't include transaction costs. Um, but yes, more Google being kitschy and googly. These guys. But, you know, I mean, they have to have fun, right? If, if they're going to be like, hey, we're going to initiate a buyback, might as well. Have some yucks. Yeah. Put a smile I was trying face to extrapolate. I was like, what other fun numbers could they do if they upped this? Anyway. Yeah. Um, and actually, on that note, um, I don't want to poo-poo it because it's fun that they're returning a portion of their 70-some-odd billion dollars in cash. Um, this is not large. No. It's a $470 billion market cap company. They have $70 billion in the bank. I mean, this is not a large um, Yeah, and buyback. In the context of the revenue that they just pulled in from the previous quarter, it right. is like just over 25% of well, what Well, they had the, the standard thing that any company that initiates a buyback program puts out. Um, you know, board of directors authorized Alphabet to repurchase, blah, 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 blah. The repurchase is expected to be executed from time to time, subject to general business and marketing conditions, blah, 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 subject to rule 105B-1. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just going to do this if the stock pulls back at Christmas time. Or, like, it's not, okay, yeah. on in December, we're going to spend $5 billion for yeah. sure. It's, it's not scheduled a, out. This is going to be opportunistic. Yeah, it, yes, that is exactly it. Um, it seems like it's not not only not a big buyback, but it's just being done because of the new CFO. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so like uh, kind of alluded to earlier, uh, I think one of the things, one of the most noticeable differences in kind of their corporate governance and just kind of how they've been approaching Wall Street recently, uh, it's it's very visible that there's this new regime with CFO Ruth Porat. Right. Um, and so I, I don't know how heavily involved or- Formerly of Morgan Stanley, as I recall. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, so she has a background right. of being on the street and kind of knowing how to cater to investors well. Right. Um, and for a long time, I think Google has bucked the idea of being Wall Street friendly. Well, their IPO was done Dutch auction style, which is more investor friendly mm-hmm. and not uh, Wall Street IPO fee friendly. Yes. Um, they never split anything, which is, you know, Warren Buffett agrees with it, but Wall Street likes splits because it's more shares or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the the last thing I wanted to throw out about the buyback before we move on was the fact that um, 
the stock's not necessarily expensive. It's trading at 26 times forward earnings uh, estimates from what I could find on S&P Capital IQ. But um, on the other hand, it's being done at all-time highs. So, what's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they might recede a little bit post-earnings, I, and you know, we'll start to see them back down. And like we said, like, it is an opportunistic buy. It's not a scheduled buy. Yeah. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting is, I mean, they are not a stable, like, all right, we're going to grow at a you know four percent yeah. per year like you know like big tobacco type company right. where like you, you know the business is stable and you know what cash flows are going to be and uh we're going to pay out a dividend stock. that's because, your job because, because, yeah because <laughs> like usually a lot of companies that are issuing dividends or have big buyback programs in place don't have a better use for their money right, right. you know they can't internally use it to put it towards more lucrative projects and so it's it is interesting to see Google. One would think, I mean, the the ventures that these guys see in the Google Ventures division alone. I don't know. Yeah, I would think they could throw five billion at something, but but I think maybe the reality is just the scale that they've hit and the right. cash that they have available is just so humongous that it doesn't hurt them. Second and it doesn't Apple. It doesn't limit <laughs> any of their business operations. Yeah, you know, to shed this five billion and, and make Wall Street kind of happy. Um. What were you saying about uh, the new CFO making Wall Street happy with cost cutting or something? Yeah, so and this you don't we, hear that out of Silicon Valley a lot. Cost no. cutting. <laughs> this, this thing we talked about um, last time we did Google's earnings yes. on the podcast, and so uh, you know last quarter she kind of won over Wall Street in her first appearance, talking about how they were going to be a little bit more fiscally conservative, um, cut back on some capex, and just kind of tighten the reins a little bit. And uh, Wall Street responded really well to that. I mean, they popped last time uh, when they reported earnings. Um, you know, I I think it's kind of more the same there, uh, and like we said before, they have the Google side of the business now, and they are going to be breaking out in their future earnings releases these other bets right. category, and that's where we see the life sciences things, uh, driverless cars, you know, all of these kind of incubation efforts, things like that. So um, that's another kind of Wall Street friendly thing to do, and so right. you know, we're seeing in the short time that she's been here, they've become a company that is much more. Um, Transparent. Yeah, much more transparent yeah. and much more uh, like kind of speaking the same language as uh, investors. Um, so, on previous shows, we've highlighted um, ad blocking yes. as potentially bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did they mention it at all? Yeah. So, uh, they mentioned the thing that shall not be named. It, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like the Voldemort for Google. Yeah. Um, management. Uh, so, it came up in the conference call. Uh, one of the analysts had asked, you know, is it something that we could expect to have meaningful impact? On right. revenue at some point, you know, in the near future, and uh, Sundar Pichai fielded the question, CEO of Google, and he said, "On the ad blocking stuff, it's not a new phenomenon." Uh, he went on to say, uh, "I think it's important to understand that ads today fund almost all the ser- sorry, <clears throat> almost all the services which people use, including products like Google Search, Maps, many third-party products. For publishers, it represents the majority of revenue, and I think users are okay with the contract, and we need to make sure it works well." So everything that I'm hearing with ad blocking from Google is more along the lines of. We need to make ads palatable okay. to users and not as invasive and catered to their interest, which I mean is Google's it's interesting because he seems he's implying like a I don't have a better word and I'm, it's not the right one, but like a social contract between the American public and we're going to watch all this stuff for free and we'll we'll accept some ads. Yeah, like that's <laughs> and it was funny because when I read that quote, a light bulb went off. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, like I'm not paying to use that. No, I <laughs> I. A really big chunk of my music listening is done on YouTube, yeah. and I'm okay with a 15 second ad occasionally. I'm yeah. getting ideal, yeah. You know, um, so sounds like a pretty positive report. Was mm-hmm. there any kind of negative? If he, yeah, if you were going to nitpick and kind of look for something negative here, I think uh, 
you got to look at uh, paid clicks and CPCs and just kind of what's going on there. Right. Um, and and this so, is, of course, related to the shift to mobile. Yes. And so aggregate paid clicks grew 23% year over year. Uh, analysts had only expected 18.6%. So you think, okay, that's great. So volume-wise, fantastic. Right. Uh, but aggregate cost per click, uh, so what people are paying for right. individual placements, uh, fell 11% year over year. And analysts had expected we a, talked dro- about this last time. a drop of 8%. Yeah. And so you know, this is something that we've talked about before where it's, okay, CPCs are falling and they're making it up on volume, right? And that's that's the narrative. And people have been okay with that for a while. Um, if there is something to be concerned about, and like this is kind of the bear case with Google, is CPCs continue to fall as uh, more users transition over to mobile. And in that transition, uh, you know, ads lose their efficacy. You know, like people, yeah. people just do not engage with them the same way that they do when they're on desktop uh, just because of limited screen space and, you know, people's uh, browsing tendencies. And because of that, uh, they hit this critical point where they keep can't keep growing volume to support the growth because oh, of man. the volume CPCs. So uh, I think that's a legitimate concern, but um, man, like they just keep knocking it out of the park. And yeah. a, a big part of me thinks that they will figure out something to supplant that revenue base right. uh, because they have so many other projects in the hopper that could turn into huge, huge businesses for them. Awesome. Dylan, as always, thank you for your thoughts. Always a pleasure, Sean. And if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Again, that's industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Dylan Lewis, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on! Fool on!